Naturally made, naturally delicious. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm a Democrat. A liberal voice on a conservative talk show. What's the worst that could happen? It's Debate with the Democrat, featuring proud card-carrying Democrat Jeff Smith on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Let's get ready to rumble! Well, as most of you know, I've been gone from the show going on two weeks now. So, Jeff Smith, I've missed the chance to discuss with you the state of Colorado and the state of Maine deciding who can be on the ballot. Give us your left-wing liberal talking points on why states should be able to throw Donald Trump off the ballot. Yeah. Um, Actually, let's stop that right now because first things first, got to do question of the day. Question okay. of the day today, it's a fun one, a little involved. If you could trade away one state in the nation and then you could take one country across the globe and make it the 50th state, what state are you getting rid of? What country are you adding? Wow, that's pretty good. I um, thought so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the first part is easy. You got to get rid of Kansas. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't need any any more Jayhawks uh, walking around here. Um, the more challenging one is is what you bring, and if you bring one, and you could include the weather. You know, then I'm thinking, you know, Tahiti. Ooh, I like that. Give us another. <laughs> uh, you know, we we we've, we've sort of been thinking through this because we haven't answered uh, or, or, or um, we haven't answered the question of the day. And I was like, can we trade half a state? It's like I I hate southern, like I hate like the you know half of California, but I like half of California. And I was like, what about Cuba? I'd love to have those beaches as ours. Can we get rid of their government? You know, I don't know. It's a fun question, fun thought process. It is. It is a very interesting question. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just if, if you could if you could import the weather, I don't know how you don't take like a tropical island like it. I like it. All right. OK, back to the question at hand. Y'all think you should be able to pick and choose throwing people off the ballot. Walk us through that process. Yeah. Um, you know, regular listeners know uh, that I, I don't give a left-wing liberal view, but just try to give a common-sense analysis here. And, and I think the common-sense analysis is um, if you think that, as I do, that, that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy, given his not just what he's done, but what he's already said he will do, you know, in his next term, that he pretty much he said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be a dictator for a day and, and, and focus on retribution against my enemies. And that's distressing. Um, but I don't think that the way to deal with it is to kick him off ballot. Uh, Jeff, you're a terrible I, liberal. You're supposed to come on and tell us why that's the, the right thing to do so I can tell you why you're wrong. Well, I, I think that the judges made the correct decision. I think what he did on January 6th. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was, you think the Colorado judges made the right decision? I think the Colorado judges and the main secretary of state offered well-reasoned decisions uh, given the evidence at hand that Donald Trump abdicated his responsibility to protect this country. Sort of like Joe Biden ignoring the border and letting, you know, record, record immigration across. While he allowed the seat of government 
to be ransacked and sat and watched gleefully for hours on January 6th. I do think that the judge made the correct decision, but I don't think Democrats should have filed the, I don't think they should have started this process in the first place because I think as a country, we need to make a decision that he is not the person we want uh, in the White House because of what he did. Given the evidence with which they were presented, I, you know, I, I don't think that, that the judges made the wrong decision, but I don't think that this is the proper course of action for Democrats to pursue. And I think that, um, it, it, you know, from a very cold-eyed, pragmatic standpoint, Donald Trump wouldn't get an electoral votes in Colorado anyway. Okay. So why would you uh, let's, why let's, would you go through all of this to kick him off the ballot when he wasn't going to win those votes and he wasn't going to win Maine's votes either? I got to ask this question though. You're saying you think they are philosophically correct, but pragmatically it makes it harder as a Democrat to win because they did that. Is that am I summing this up? So yeah, I mean, I I I think let me give like just a little bit of an analog to this. I was totally against Alvin Bragg making the first charge, the, the first charges in the New York uh, hush money to Stormy Daniels case against Trump. And the reason why, and I tweeted this weeks in advance of the charging decision, was because this is just going to be, this is the weakest case of all the cases out there. It doesn't have anything to do with the real problems about Donald Trump as a, yeah, he's a sleazeball. Everybody knew that in the first place. Uh, nobody voted for him because they thought he was faithful to his wife or, you know, people. Um, so I think it just gave ammunition to Trump to say the whole justice system is totally biased against me by making that first set of charges on this very peripheral, mostly personal issue. Did he do this stuff? Yeah, he did this stuff. But I don't think that I thought that was a dumb move to charge him. It, it conditioned Republican primary voters to have his back and think that the whole law enforcement system was against him. And it's resulted in exactly what I feared it would. You know, which is, you, you know, know who Bill Burr is, correct? The uh, the comedian. Uh-huh. OK, Bill Burr is the bald comedian, kind of liberal. But I love he he does a bit on this where he's like, you liberals are so dumb. Donald Trump was so unpopular, and then you'd impeach him, and you impeach him, and you impeach him a third time, and pretty soon he wins the presidency. I mean, that's that's what it feels like the Democrats are doing. Let's figure out every way we can we can come at Trump to make it look like everything he said is correct. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't put much better of a formula for his, you know, for his worldview for for what he's trying to convince Republicans of of like. Yeah, I didn't. I've never done anything wrong. It was a perfect phone call. I, you know, I acted perfectly on January sixth. You know, I, I didn't have anything to do with with the fake electors. You know, like it feeds his message. I agree to to Republican primary voters to do things like were done in in Colorado and Maine, like the Alvin Bragg case. It's not that I don't think he does. Again, you know, it's a nuanced view. I think he's good for all of it. I, you know, what I mean, I think he, he, he should be. If, if you're a judge and you impartially look at the evidence of what he did for months, directing a process to overturn a democratic election, pressuring legislative leaders around the country to submit false slates of electors 
to try to, to you know, and then trying to direct uh, Mike Pence, who thankfully stood up and did the right thing at the right time, uh, to not certify the electors and then throw everything into uncertainty. He does. He, 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 he should be disqualified, given that evidence, but I don't think Democrats are smart to take that course of action. We need to beat them convincingly at the ballot box, and most smart Republicans that I know— But you okay. know that you can't do that. You know, because you're go- y'all are going to nominate Joe Biden, who— Do you want to for- bet, bet on the race right now? Uh, I'm not saying you can't beat him. You can beat him. It will not be a landslide. There's just no way. The, the, I mean, Joe this, Biden this, is no, such a weak president. I agree. Given the polarization of the country, there's not. It's going to be an extremely close election. I think Joe Biden is going to win for the the main reason that if the election is all about Joe Biden, he's going to lose. But I think eighty percent of the next year is going to be about Donald Trump because we're going through something that is so unprecedented. So I and I disagree on that. And I know Trump likes to make things about him, but the problem is is that people's memory is short. And the people that didn't like Trump in 2020, their short-term memory was, you know, the the Trump pushing people around, Trump sort of waffling on all the COVID stuff. You know, one day he's pushing Fauci, and the next day he's saying it's all a conspiracy. He was kind of all over the board. Now the recency in voters, it's like kids. We got young kids. If you ask somebody, if you ask your child, what was the most fun thing you did in the last week? It's always the last thing they did. It's the same with the voters. The most recent thing in their mind is Biden. Guy can't barely put a sentence together. He can't stand up. He falls all the time. He's embarrassing. That's recency right now. And so because of that, what do they remember about Trump? I don't know. He kind of a sometimes he said stupid stuff, but the economy seemed pretty good at the time. That's what that's what this race is going to end up. Do you really not know what's about to happen for the next 10 months, Elijah? We're going to be in courtrooms every week. You know, and every time we are, Trump's numbers go up every time. Every time they go up. That, that, because incorrect. everything that's, he said about bias courts wrong. is that's being proven wrong, correct. Elijah. That's empirically wrong. Every time he's in courtrooms, his numbers go up among Republican primary voters. Okay? They don't go up among the general electorate. He is campaigning as a pro-January 6th candidate. That's what this race is going to come down to. He says the people there that day, he says the people who tried to overturn a Democratic election were patriots and that he will pardon them. Most Americans disagree with that, and that, I think, is going to be what this election turns on. Nah, because they're going to be looking, they're going to be like, this This, this was, to them, the further in the rearview mirror that gets, the less and less they care about it. They, You know what they care oh, about? They care about 15,000 illegal immigrants coming across the borders, even in the bigger cities. They, you know, New York, they're, they're now calling in the National Guard, like, we don't know what to do because we got all these illegal immigrants coming to the country. That's going to matter so much more to the voters now than Zen's story about how Donald Trump riled people up four years ago. And then Trump's going to come out and be like, hey, the video I showed that said everybody should settle down, they took it up. They, they banned it. They took it down. So so obviously I was trying to help. I'm ready to make a bet right now. You seem to be dodging. I don't. Donald Trump will not win the presidential election. I'm, you want to bet how much? You just tell me the number. You just tell me what the stakes are. Because what you're talking about is being in the rearview mirror is about to be right through the front windshield of this country for the next 10 months with all these cases. It is all going to be relived. Joe Biden will be president, but he won't be the focus of the nation's attention because Donald Trump's behavior has been so egregious and 
finally he's going to have to answer for a lifetime of the kind of stunts uh, that, that made him anathema to New York contractors, to New York bankers and lenders. That, that stuff, finally, he is going to have to answer for a lifetime of deceit and, and fraud. Talk about your last. You you do you you do a lot of bets on presidents, don't you? Tell me about your last bet on a presidential. Um, I bet a thousand dollars with one of two, uh, with the money going to charity to one of our close mutual friends, and was thrilled to be able to support a St. Louis reentry uh, organization with the proceeds of, of that bet. Uh, having bet on Joe Biden, I bet I bet. I made 19 election bets last cycle, and I won 17 of the 19. Um, I bet on the percentage of the black vote that uh, Trump would get. Um, a, a friend, a Republican friend, believed that he would get 18% of the black vote. That was an easy bet. Um, I, I, I bet on, on uh, yeah, as I said, 17 bets, probably seven or eight on Trump, and then 10 uh, maybe a dozen on other things related to the election. Mr. Smith, I, did I, lose. I think what Elijah was getting at was what would you have lost had Donald Trump taken the White House when you placed that wager? I'd have lost probably about seven or 8,000 bucks. Well, I, I was referring to our specific wager, and wasn't there a specific task or something that you had to do or display oh, in your oh, own? Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I would have had to display prominently a uh, was it a painting of Donald Trump or was it a um, it was statue? a life, it was a life size bust of, a life size bust of the president of of, of 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 former President Trump that I would have had to have in my direct eyesight every day and then I think we had talked about putting it behind me for all of my zooms. Absolutely. Would you like to make that same wager now? I'd be happy to make that same wager now. All right. Noted. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Hands are, sh- are shaking right now. Okay? <laughs> Got a couple of witnesses here. Well, wait this a minute, good, guys. What if, radio. what if Ron DeSantis comes in and wins the primary, and then, and then this is all a sham? I mean, is that – no, I, I can't even make that full sentence. Never mind. I was just trying to throw something. I couldn't say with a straight face that the nomination wasn't going to be Trump. My bad. Has there ever been a more embarrassing presidential primary campaign? Not one that I can think of to take nine figures over a hundred million dollars and go from being a competitive candidate within single digits of Donald Trump a year ago to just being an afterthought, you know, 40 plus points down uh, and just, you know, really probably putting himself I think out of contention in 2028 when had he waited, you know, he, he might've been the front runner in 2028. It's been fascinating to watch. What, do you, what are your guys thoughts on that? I think if he would have taken, if, if DeSantis would have taken a Donald Trump approach to fighting Donald Trump instead of a Mike Pence approach to fighting Donald Trump or a Vivek Ramaswamy approach to, to fighting Trump, he might be the nominee right now is, is my opinion. But instead he, he tatawed and kind of wanted to get close to the MAGAs and hope that Trump just dropped out and endorsed him for some reason. And, and that led to the downfall probably in 2028, too. I still see a path that he gets back to it. Maybe in 2028, maybe it has to be a little bit later when he's 80 years old because it seems like that's all that, that's the only people we elect in this country anymore. 
But I, I think DeSantis is going to end up in the White House one day. It could have been in 2024. Now there's no way. Well, I don't know how long we're going to know each other, uh, Garrett, but I would... <laughs> But, but I would make that bet with you, and I'll extend it out to 2050 um, because I don't think, you know, I, I, had, I had a basketball coach once, my high school coach, he, he said, uh, you know, um, the problem, you know, the, the problem with you, I was a point guard on my high school basketball team, but I'm five foot five and a half on a good day. And, and I said, uh, uh, we were talking about something, and, and he said, you know, the, the problem with you is you can't teach height. And, I, you know, with, with Ron DeSantis, you can't get what he doesn't have. There is no, he doesn't like people. He doesn't know how to interact with other human beings. You can't teach a fastball. Yeah. And when you're governor of a mega state, you can get elected governor. It's kind of paradoxical in, in our system, right? The country's 330 million people and Florida's, I don't know what, 30 million people, 20 million people, something like that. Um, but you can get elected governor of Florida by running $50 million of good TV ads and getting the right support and getting a Trump endorsement at a critical juncture during the primary. What you can't do is get elected president just by doing that kind of high level stuff. Um, and, you know, unless you come into the race as a nationally known celebrity, which DeSantis wasn't. And he turned out to be absolutely abysmal at the, 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 nuts and bolts of politics at retail politics, terrible political instincts. And that's why I think he'll never be president. So if you want to do a 20 year bet here, Garrett with me, I'm open. So the, the first time I started doubting DeSantis's campaign was the first night of the debates when I saw him smile and he gave that consultant given fake were the, it was the most awkward smile of all time. Like he had just farted and he was trying to distract people from it. That's what it looks like. That's really what it looked like. It was this awkward little hee-hee, and it was terrible. So I, I don't know if I can – I don't know if I can take it. Maybe if there's a different consultant in his path, then we can – we can uh, what's it called? Re- we'll, we'll take a recess on the bet right now to speak in lawyer terms, and then we'll, we'll come back. No, no consultant can give him what he lacks, which is natural political talent. Um, look, I've never met a – okay, this is going to sound a little creepy – I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a, uh, uh, but Elijah always has the perfect smile in his pictures. You ever notice that? Yeah, it ticks me off. Yeah, I know same, what you're talking about. He's got the same smile in every picture. When he meets people for the first time, he's got the same smile and, and warm handshake. Ron DeSantis, look, you can literally like watch the programmed, you know, robotic, like, okay, now I'm supposed to smile. And then he does that frozen smile and then release smile now. And then the smile disappears immediately. It's, it's literally the closest thing to a cyborg we've had in American politics since Tom Vilsack. All right. We've, we've talked quite enough. Now we're on my smile. It's done. Okay, uh, Jeff, if anybody wants to follow along with you, uh, maybe make bets with you on Twitter. How do they do that? They can um, follow me at at Jeff Smith Mo, at Jeff Smith M O, uh, which I'm on X Elon Musk's platform. Very good, Jeff Smith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Elijah. Have a great weekend. All right, we're gonna be right back. We're gonna answer the question of the day. Don't forget 505 Attorney General Andrew Bailey. 
going to be on the show talking about one year in office. We'll be right back.